So now that you've come this far by faith and you've taken your life back, I don't care if it's five or 10 or 20, whatever pounds, it's still, it's still your life and you still made progress. So don't lose that progress by having a trapdoor mentality. It's time to burn the ships. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Codred, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and of course, my sidekick, Carrie Thompson, the Chief Operations Officer of Code Red, an MSNRN, a mother of three, plus a bonus child. And she left and she has she lost and has kept off over a hundred pounds with the Code Red lifestyle. And we just love coming to you guys. We're so happy that you're here. This is going to be a good one. I say that every time. I got to come up with a new line. Like, I'm looking forward to unpacking this topic with you, Christy. <laughs> yeah, but people can see through that bull crap. That's what I get like. I get so tired of the same crap from people. Like, I don't know. Oh, so I'm glad we're authentic and real. And evidently, yeah. you guys love it, too, because we're still ranked up there at one of the top rated podcast in this space. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the ratings, the reviews, the downloads, the sharing. Thank you from the bottom of our heart for doing that. We sure appreciate you. Without you, what would we be doing? We'd be a couple of sisters just talking to each other. Just having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and today, the name of the podcast, you saw it, you clicked on it, Burn the Boats. Now, you have all heard this, but do you know the origin of that saying, let me give you a little bit of context, a little bit of context, a little bit of background about where burn the boats comes from. 1519, a Spanish explorer by the name of Hernando Cortez landed on the shores of Mexico, and he was going to conquer this certain Aztec land that many had come before him to conquer. Uh, and they had failed. The land was full of riches and treasures. It was absolutely a huge accomplishment, but so many people had tried to conquer this land and they failed. Hernando had 500 men, I think 16 horses, you know, a whole series of things and 11 boats. When they arrived on the shore, the men were weary. They were tired and they were not motivated to continue. They knew that so many had come and failed before them. And they just were like, what are we doing? So in order to motivate the men, in order to get them to move forward, in order to, for, to get them to fight hard, Hernando told them to burn the boats. And they burned 10 out of 11 of their boats to prevent retreat to make it to where they had no option but to move forward. They had to advance into the land and fight because there was no going back. What happened? Well, they did it. They conquered the land. Oh, and good. They ended up uh, the men. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing what it's just like Braveheart, that old school movie from 20 plus years ago. You know, it's amazing what people are capable of when they get it in their minds. And it's also amazing of what they'll defeat themselves at. They were they were defeated before they even arrived on the shores. Those men had no hope. They had no motivation. They were they were like, we can't do this. 
but they did it. They did it because they knew they had no other option. Well, I love that story. And I've heard burn the ships, burn the boats, burn the sails. I've heard all things like that. And it reminded me of a song, Christy. So I pulled it up on my phone and it is the same story the singer is talking about. So back in the eighties and nineties, there was a Christian singer named Stephen Curtis Chapman, and he was great. You don't hear much from him anymore. I know he's out there. You just don't hear, he's not mainstream as much as he used to be like your Toby Max and all that. But he actually wrote a song called Burn the Ships. And it is, and the chorus, as you were talking about that, kept coming back to my, and he tells a story in the spring of 1519, a Spanish fleet set sail. Cortez told his soldiers, this mission must not fail. And so, but this is quietly, they whispered, let's sail back to the life we knew. But the one who led them there was saying, burn the ships. We're here to stay. There's no way we could go back. Now that we've come this far by faith, burn the ships. We've passed the point of no return. Our life is here. So let the ships burn and burn. And I think that that is what we want to tell you guys about today is your life is here. So let your ships burn. There's no way that you can go back to the life you had before. Because I think many of you guys, us, I'm not going to say you because it's me too. We all have a backup plan, don't we? We all have something that, you know, and Joyce Meyer, the TV evangelist, Joyce Meyer, one of the largest ministry on the planet, Carrie and I are both big fans of Joyce Meyer. And she talks about how, you know, uh, believers, Christians say, you know, uh, I'm trusting God, I'm trusting God. But are you? Because you always have a little bit of a backup plan. And I think that if we're tying this back around to weight loss is, are you keeping those fat clothes in the closet? Are you keeping, we have a relative, Carrie and I have, we have an aunt who keeps stash, you know, like she says she wants to be on track. She's very obese and, and, and unhealthy. And she stashes candy and sweets for herself all around the house so she can always have some. Yeah, that's not burning the boats. So I find that people in weight loss, Christy, that same idea. And I think let's even, let's just even back it up a little bit. Let's just say getting healthy. So what does getting healthy look like for you? Even if you're listening to our pod, to Christy's podcast and you do whole 30 or you do keto, or you're following Dr. Barry's ideas, or you're doing Dr. Mark Hyman, or you're doing Mediterranean. I don't care what it is, whatever your journey is. When you get healthy, Christy and I find Everyone keeps a trap door. Mm. Everyone keeps a trap door, a way out, oh, an excuse, an idea. And I think it starts as a mentality, Christy. Like they said in the song, they whispered, let's go back to the life we knew. They didn't have, they had that trap door. It starts here, starts in your head. And then it, in my opinion, it manifests as the physical representation of your trap door. Let's use our relative for a great example. So our relative wants to lose weight, wants to get healthy, but doesn't think she can actually do it once and for all. Doesn't think that she can really, doesn't really believe in herself. Doesn't really believe that she can be a normal weight and maintain it for the rest of her life. So that trap door starts here. And how does it manifest? It manifests by boxes and piles and little stashes of candy hidden from everybody else throughout the house. 
throughout the house. Now, nobody's shaming her. No one's making her eat that candy. Nobody's, she doesn't have food issues, food hunger issues. She's not, doesn't need to hide. I mean, a lot of people that have, were star, you know, didn't have a lot of food as kids, hide their food now or eat their food in secret. So that's not the issue, but it's a trapdoor mentality that manifests itself as hidden food throughout the house. So I would ask you in your journey of getting healthy, whatever that may be, what trapdoor mentalities do you have? When are you saying, let's go back to the life we knew? Oh, you're never going to be skinny. You're never going to actually maintain that weight. You know, you can't keep it off. Your mom is fat. Your grandma is fat. You're going to be fat for the rest of your life. So what are you telling yourself and how is that manifesting as a ship that needs to be burned? And Carrie, you do a training in the 10 pound takedown. Uh, we know a lot of you guys know you've been through the 10 pound takedown. It's been going strong for over six years. And we, every day we do a training for 30 days. It's, it's amazing, incredible, incredible program for $27 that you can come and join us for 30 days to lose at least 10 pounds. But we train, we come live to you every day and we teach you something new. And Carrie specifically does this specific training called Clean Out Your Closet. And there's so much, and maybe you can kind of tell us a little bit about Clean Out Your Closet, because it's not just clean out your closet and donate to the goodwill and make some room and, and, and organize, you know? It, there's so much more up here going on, isn't there, sis? Right, and, and this is one of the most important concepts in getting healthy that I, as a former heavy person, can definitely tell you is true. If you leave yourself a trapdoor, if you leave yourself a ship to get on and retreat, you will retreat. It is just simple and true. And I have found this to be true over and over. So when we talk about on the 10 pound takedown, cleaning out your closet, one of the big concepts is we have to make room for the new you in your heart and in your life. And that could be a physical thing, like making room for the new clothes, the new sundresses that fit, you know, capris that you've never been able to wear in years, a pair of jeans. And it could be emotional that you're learning to accept the new version of yourself. And what this means, Christy, is that you have to burn the ships. You have to go through your closet and you have to take out the things that don't fit. And I cannot tell you the number of people, and you know, you know what I'm getting ready to say, that have written into the help desk and they have said, my family tells me, don't get rid of the fat clothes. You're just going to be fat again. Don't get rid of the fat clothes. You're just going to be fat again. What a, first of all, what a terrible thing to say to somebody who's trying to take their life back. What a terrible thing. And then on top of that, they're, they're, they're adding to that mentality that let's go back to the life we knew. And I say on the 10 pound takedown, you're never going back. And if you leave, leave those Lulu row, comfy, stretchy period pants in there, if you leave the, leave the pants that are three sizes too big in there, eventually insidiously, you slip back into them and you don't even realize, but if nothing fits you in your closet, except for your clothes at your goal weight, it forces you to stay around that goal you've set for yourself. You know, it gets a little tight. You're like, okay, time to cut back. You know, it's a little loose. I'm doing great. Like Christy always says, fresh jeans out of the dryer, the best uh, indicator of weight. <laughs> yeah. Jeans out of the dryer. And you'll remember this, sis, and sharing with you guys, I like to share personal things with you guys so you know that, oh, I understand. But I have had four failed relationships and I, 
you know, part of it's my fault. Part of it is just toxicity that came out that I didn't know was there. Part of it were lies that were that I didn't know that I wasn't told. And, and you know, I take responsibility for all of it. But I used to always keep a stash of money in all my relationships. And it, I kind of called it I think I called it my running money. And it was if I wanted to leave, I had money to be able to leave. Now, I go back and forth about this. I think that uh, I part me part of me says that couples should have their own money just because I think that's a good idea. Uh, but then but Carrie, I mean, talk about a serious commitment issue when I have running money, when I have money, that's automatically assume that's my mind assuming that I'm going to have trouble in this relationship that I'm going to need to leave. And is part, you know, I would tell myself it's just prudent, you know, it's prudent to have to be to be prepared and to always be ready and to never, you know, and just to just to always have a stash just in case, you know, you're just in case money. But let's be clear of what it really was. It was me not trusting myself to make it through this relationship. It was me not trusting this partner. It was me not trusting my own judgment. And it was me always needing to have a way out. And I kept this amount of money around all the time to where I could leave and I could be set up in a di- in my on my own in a different situation. Christy, you were like a doomsday prepper with your go bag. Yes. Yes. Like a zombie apocalypse. Yes. She had money and can openers and some beans. Yeah. A couple of bottles of water. I also think that what what that thing that happened to you was also a function of your first marriage where you had nothing and you had to leave. And that was such a scary, unsettling time for you that your brain is like you are never getting caught in that situation again. Even if it's the most stable relationship, I will have this amount of money stuck in a bag somewhere where I can leave. I don't, if I had been through what you had been through, I would still have money. Although I don't know where I probably had to put it in Brandon, Brandon's gun safe. And then I have to ask him for the combination <laughs> to get it out. It's so true. But are do you guys stash? I, you know, we, I, we, we do, we have people and, and it's not your fault that you think you are going to fail again because why? Because you have failed so many times and and you don't trust yourself over and over and over. And it's, it's really, it's really sad, uh, but we get it. We get it that you're like, ah, you know, a trying code red. I tried everything. I'm all, I might as well try code red. And then when it fails, and then of course there's, it's combination of your own mind, but it's a combination of could be other people doing that to you, you know, doing that in your mind and, and, and saying negative things to you. Like, Oh, maybe your, maybe your partner, maybe your spouse, maybe your spouse has watched you spend 10,000, you know, $14,000, like our cousin, uh, spent $14,000 in diets over the course of 10 years. Well, I mean, my gosh, failed diet after failed diet after failed diet. So if you're, if, if the spouse has said something, I mean, I kind of get it. I get it, but it is, you have, you just keep thinking you're going to fail over and over. So you continue to keep the fat clothes in the back of the closet, just in case. Well, the mind is such a powerful thing. The mind is such a powerful thing. There is a reason why until recently, probably the last couple of years, Christy, when I would dream, how many years have I had my weight off? Mm. I haven't been 270 pounds in how long, Christy? Like it's been a long time. It's not like I just lost weight last year. I've, I've kept this weight off for a long time, but until just a few years ago, Christy, I still dreamt that I was a heavy person. And I still walk by Elaine Bryant and think, oh, and then I go, no, like there's nothing for you in there. 
that, that is not your size. Like even if you love their clothes and they do have cute clothes in every size, I couldn't go in there. They started at 12. I am not a 12. So it is, and, and Christy, I still, to this day, will go to the rack and pull out a size too big or two sizes too big. It's better. And I am not that size. So if somebody who has kept their weight off for 10 years can still have the residual effects of having been a heavy person, so much greater is the battle in the mind that you face losing your weight if it's especially if you keep that around, if you keep those heavy clothes around, if you keep remnants of your former life around. Now, I think everybody should keep one pair of heavy pants like Abby did. That's the oh, best visual, show, right? Wasn't it? Abby Acuff, our coach, code red certified coach. She holds it up and it's like two of her, two or three of her could fit in those now. So that's a great representation. That's something you should hang on to. But hanging on to those suits that you bought back in the 90s when you were working at a bank that are out of fashion anyway and are four sizes too big, stop. You're not doing yourself any favor. You're not allowing room for you to grow. It's really time to burn the ships in that case. I did the podcast on called Out With The Old and that came out a little while ago. Out With The Old and I was doing that too. I was getting rid of stuff, making room for the, making room for the new, the new remodel that's going on in my cabin. And, you know, I'm not going back. And, you know, in back, circling back to Joyce Meyer, I mentioned her earlier, you know, um, you do, you say, well, I trust God. And if you are a believer and you really do trust God, that God has the best plan for you, then trust him. You know, don't say, I mean, do it, do it. Trust him, trust him, 100%. But man, it's so hard for all, to for, for believers to say, I trust God and then truly trust God and truly not come up with a backup plan. You know, Joyce talks about how when she, God told her to quit her job and, uh, and, and stay home and mm -hmm. study the word full-time because she had four kids and could not go to seminary, could not go to a Christian college, could not go be taught formally at a, um, at a um, you know, at formal education. And so she needed to spend time studying herself. And she said, so then I went ahead, instead of quitting my job, like God told me to do, I got a part-time job and I got fired from it. And she goes, I'd never been fired from a job before. And because she just didn't want to burn that boat. And so when she finally did, quit the job totally, uh, their bills were more than their income and they had to trust God every single month. Yeah. It was like $54. They had, they were coming up short every single month. And that was not including flat tire repair or a broken leg or, you know, things that would happen incidentals. And she said, we had, we had to hundred percent trust God for everything. And she said, those years taught me what I to, to taught me and got us where we were today. And it's just amazing. Cause I mean, if you're going to do it, do it, you know, and we all, we all do this. Um, you know, we all do this. We all have a backup plan. We all have something we keep around just in case. And you guys all have boats that you need to burn. What are the boats that you need to burn and to prevent the retreat? If you're watching on YouTube right now, comment below and tell us what are your boats that you know you need to burn to prevent the retreat. So maybe you're listening to Chrissy talk and me talk and you're like, this is not as powerful as come on. You mean if I keep a pair of big baggy sweats that I'm going to get fat again, is that what you're trying to say, Carrie? And you may not think, but I'm going to talk about it from a little bit different angle. I'm just going to, I'm just going to switch gears a little bit. And 
this is a little bit of a sensitive subject, but I think this will help you guys. What if you are in a relationship, okay, those of you listening, and you become unfaithful to your partner, okay, and you decide that you're not going to do that anymore, you've, you know, you've asked for forgiveness, but you keep the person's phone number on your phone. (gasps) Christy, that response was worth it. You guys should go watch it on YouTube just to see that response. Let's say you keep all the notes they wrote to you. Let's say you keep the key to their apartment just just in case things don't work out with your marriage. Let's say you keep their information. You keep maybe a t-shirt they gave you. You guys, to, to all of you listening to me right now, your response is like, Christy, like, what? You're not sorry. You know, you're going to go back. You're going to be a cheater again. And again, I'm not judging anybody in their life situation. This is just an example. So, so it's very clear in that situation that you have not burned the ships and you are keeping your options open just in case you got to leave your husband and your wife. You got somebody on the backup. You got someone on speed dial. You got somebody hidden in your DMs. You stay friends with them on Facebook. You still follow them on Instagram. You have not burned your ships. And it may be the consequences are different between taking your life back and getting healthy and losing weight, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe the consequences are different than an affair. But Christy, it's the same thing. It's the exact same concept. When you keep a packet of Reese PC cups in the back of your freezer, just in case, when you keep those old period panties and those big baggy sweats, it's not about the fabric and the sweats, you guys. It's not about the love notes from your former lover. It's uh, the concept behind it. It's the concept behind it. It's you're leaving yourself a way to retreat. You're leaving your way, whether you realize it or not, having that crap around and those clothes that don't fit and you're still um, you know, going to events that involve a lot of food that are hard for you and you're still partaking, you're still going out late to dinner with friends. You're not texting, you're not getting rid of his phone number off your phone. That's what it is. You're giving yourself a way out. And then you're going to say when you cheat, okay, and not you, but the global you, or when you start to gain your weight back, well, that weight was too low for me. I didn't think I could actually maintain it. My mom is fat. I'll always be fat. It's a good thing I lost as much as I did. That's what you tell yourself. It's no different than saying, well, I didn't think my husband was really going to change. Well, I really didn't want to stay in this relationship. It's the same thing, you guys. So I'm dead serious when I say burn the ships because it is a way to perpetuate your old life. And just like the song says, we're not, let me read it. Let me read it. Cause it was so good. They said, there's no way we could go back now that we've come this far by faith. So now that you've come this far by faith and you've taken your life back, I don't care if it's five or 10 or 20, whatever pounds, it's still it's still your life and you still made progress. So don't lose that progress by having a trapdoor mentality. It's time to burn the ships. I think my reaction partly was because I've done that. I've done some of those things and I'm just embarrassed. And, and it was good. You, I, I just, the other day I'm trying to, I'm sitting here trying to rack my brains. I was something specific and I was going to keep it. And I said, no, 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 don't, what are you doing? And I recognized that I was keeping it as a backup plan or keeping it as a backup, just in case I think it was, you know what it was, it was popcorn. I do remember now I had bought a bag of popcorn and I, in maintenance, you know, we have the ability to flex and to, 
to have what we wanted. And then, of course, as you know, I've taught you in maintenance how to correct any kind of uh, anything that you do in your diet. We understand how to stay on track, but we can flex within our a certain weight range. And but popcorn is a it's a pretty big problem for me. I love popcorn and I can't just have one, you know, and I and they don't make them in single servings. They do. I just want to pop them myself. And so I. I said, I couldn't control myself with the popcorn. I kept having more and more and more. And so I said, oh, and I wound it down and put a rubber band around it, put it back in. And I said, Christy, you just got done saying to yourself, you can't control yourself with the popcorn. So burn the boat and throw it away. Throw all of it away. Don't keep it around just in case. Don't keep it around. Well, well, if I want to create it, oh, and I, and how many times have I, and the, the phone numbers like, oh, this is a gut check, you guys. This, are you doing this? You're going to have to really look yourself hard in the mirror and say, am I doing this? Because your mind will justify the living crap out of things. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Christy and I, Christy knows who I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about somebody that nobody else knows. And <laughs> this person, uh, this person was a player. I mean, a player out there with the women. And he finally got married to a very nice person. But every once in a while, he would, and I always ignored the messages. He would message Christy and myself. Hey, how's it going? We're real innocent. How, how's, how's married life treating you? Oh, really? So yeah. Sneaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And all he was doing, and I never responded. I'd be like, we're, and I always would say this, my husband and I are great. <laughs> Finally, he got the, the hint and quit messaging me. And I think he quit messaging you, but he was, that is such a great example. That is no different than being like, Hey, Swedish fish. I'm just going to put a few of you in the console of my car. Cause you know, when you eat in the car, those calories don't count. Mm. So I'm going to roll those up in a little baggie, put them in there, you know, in case my blood sugar gets slow. Right. Yeah. In case things don't work out with this new wife, I've got Carrie and Christy on standby. Mm -hmm. And that is the mentality. And it is really, really important that you, A, you have to recognize it. And B, even though it hurts, don't think I paid a lot of money for those suits in the 90s. Don't do it. It's okay. Go get them altered. Go get them. Donate them to somebody who needs it. There are programs out there. Sell them. You can take them to a consignment store and sell them. Don't let the fact that you spent a lot of money on the clothing or whatever it is that you're using to hold you back. Don't let the money be the reason that you keep it around because it will sabotage you. Well, I just bought this thing of Twinkies. And you know what I would do when I was heavy, Christy? I'd be so upset that I would eat all the Twinkies just so they weren't in the house. Now, that's not what I want you guys to do. That's not what Christy and I mean by burning the ships, please. <laughs> that's yeah, not right. No. <laughs> I can see somebody because I used to do that, but what are, don't let the money influence you not to want to get rid of the clothes. It's like saying, I'm going to get in shape. Here's a great example. Chrissy, when I decided to start going to the gym, when you finally, finally convinced me of your ways, it took a lot of years. And when I first started y'all, my knees sw were swollen horribly. I was wearing the wrong shoes and I had so many aches and pains. Like it was definitely the last 30 years of not working out going, well, best of luck to you. And there, have been, that would have been a great reason to have quit. That would have been a great reason to have said, well, Christy, my knees are really hurting. And Christy has been like, okay. But I didn't, I burned the ships. I didn't look back and I just kept moving forward. And now almost what, four years later, Christy, I've been going to the gym for four years. It has changed my life. It's one of the most single most things that have changed my life. Now we don't believe in 
exercise is a way to lose weight. I'm talking about after I'd already lost the weight. But it, it's it's the same idea is that you just don't let money or time or excuses in. And the excuses are smart. Like they're pretty sneaky. They're sneaky little excuses. So make sure you identify them. You know what it is. You identify it. You know what your triggers are and get rid of them. Find a way to get rid of them. Don't give them to your grandma to hold on to you. Don't put all that stuff in a box. Take it out of your house and get it out of your house. Get it somewhere else. Donate it so it's no longer in your presence. There are many shows out there, but two that come to mind that has that one one has been around. TLC's Hoarders has been around for gosh, fifteen years, twenty years, Ugh. and it's just it's just, people love it. And there are these people that hoard things. And so when when the when the cleaning crew comes in and the organizing crew. crew crew comes in they help these people not just clear out their house but rehab their mind another show on netflix is the um the home edit and it's joanna and clea and it's great they just they just released season number two and it's a really great show but they say the same thing in both the hoarder show cleaner people and the home edit cleaner people they say the same thing they say once you make the decision to get rid of it to donate it or sell it or uh, throw it away whatever it has to leave the house and it can't sit in your trunk. It actually has to be taken to the goodwill right then. Like yes. it, it can't, it can't sit in the garage in a black paper bag, a black plastic bag. It can't sit in the hallway. It can't sit in the garage. It can't sit in your trunk because it will make its way back into the house. I just heard them talk to somebody about it. They were both like, no, 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 no. She's like, oh, well, for, I think they held up a pair of shoes and said, do you like it? Do you wear it? Do you want it? Does it fit? You know, whatever. And she said, no, let's get rid of it. And she went, oh, she goes, no, 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 no. You said no. You said no, that no, that no means no. And so she goes, so let's just leave it over here in case I change my mind. And she goes, and they said, no, we don't do that. It has to go. Once the decision is made, it has to be donated. It cannot sit in your hallway, in your garage, in your trunk, because it will migrate back into the house. And the same thing with the hoarder show. People, they do, they just, they they take their hoarders crap and they just move it out to a different place. They ship That's it all they do. They put it, all they do is put it in a big, pod a big shed oh god that i'm telling you that show makes my head itch but yeah you know what we all hoard food we not we all but a lot of us have hoarded food a lot of us say well i'm gonna open this bag up because i'm gonna like i bake for a local bakery i do not open the bag of chocolate chips until not at the beginning of baking, Christy, not the day before baking, by the way, because I've been sabotaged by this, not even as I'm making the batter, not until I need to add it to the batter. Then I open the chocolate chips because I can't allow to give myself even a little bit of a boat because mm -hmm. I will get on that boat and sail back to, to 270 pound land. I will. And it, y'all may like, Carrie's crazy. This is how it starts. It starts by nibbles out of the stupid chocolate chip container. That's how you get fat again. Whew, makes me excited because I struggle with this. I have to watch myself, Christy. Well, this is a great point. And I want to touch on this. Carrie does bake for a local bakery. And this was a pretty big, a big conversation that she and I had. I've been to her house and I've actually helped her bake. I've seen her per process. There was a big decision to say yes. First of all, she misses baking, but hasn't done it in a very long time because of her weight loss and because of not wanting to trigger herself again. And we and she made the decision, but she strategically, you guys, she puts Carrie put so much into this. She strategically 
maps out how she's going to do it. She she yeah. bakes with certain items that are kept in certain containers that are kept uh, a certain time of the day and a certain day of the week. She yes. does it it's at um, in a certain time to where it starts and it finishes all at once. She uses certain ingredients that she doesn't open up. Like talk about putting putting thing measures in place. And this is after someone who's been in maintenance for 10 years, someone who has really mastered the program. So Carrie has got it down, but even getting it down, she still put safeguards in place. All the, we, you know, I remember when I helped you with this, we gathered up all the cookies that we put them with the labels on them and we put everything on them. And then we, we immediately took them to to the bakery. None of it sat around, none of it sat around. So it was, it's a really big deal, sis, keeping you on track from eating those cookies or cookie dough. And, but the baking is such a stress relief for me. It was worth it to me to do that. But Christy, I can only do it in the mornings when I'm not hungry. I can't do it late at night. I can't do it if I'm tired or aggravated at other things because I will eat them. And the minute they're in the bags, to me, that's off limits. Like it's in a bag. I'm going to make money off that. What am I thinking? Like, you know, my, my love for a little extra cash outweighs a cookie and it goes right in my car and you can ask my husband once it's in the bag and in a label and oh and the other thing is if it's uneven so i put two in a bag this is hilarious you're gonna laugh at this but if i have like an uneven number i immediately call Anne marie and say i have a cookie for you downstairs now we don't do this very often she comes downstairs she gets a cookie it's gone well now i'm not gonna waste a whole profit of a whole bag so i'll put two 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 in <laughs> But you, you guys, you got to be like that. You got to be like that. You can't buy a pack of Oreos, have them in the front seat and drive home. If you have to buy it for something, it has to go in the trunk of your car when you're driving. These are ways to consistently burn your ships. You can't go back to where you were. You can't go back to where you were. Our aunt Barbara said the best. What's my option to get fat again, to gain back the weight I had or to keep moving forward. Even when it's hard, you just keep moving forward and you just look at those ships burning behind you and you just move back into the land. You have have no option. There are no no other options except for having to go back and rebuy all those clothes. And let me just tell you, it's miserable. It's miserable being fat. It's miserable being fat the second time. So don't do it. It hurts the first time. It is even worse the second time. And anybody who has regained their weight would agree with me. If they don't, they'd be lying, Christy. Yeah. No, they'd be lying. Safeguards, safeguards, safeguards. You've got to put safeguards in place. That means being involved in the Code Red community. That means getting yourself into the maintenance group. That means getting to where you have to be held accountable in some way. Maybe you become one of our mentors. Maybe you uh, maybe you ask if maybe you come to one of our events so that you can get a picture with me so that you can. I mean, you've got to you've got to you know, you've got to face it head on and we've got to make sure that we set safeguards in place and we don't stick our head in the sand and we don't, we act like it ain't happening. We get on the scale every single morning. We do too. We drink our water every day. We write down our sleep score. We have got to face what's going on. And that is part of daily burning our boats. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I know I did. This helped strengthen what I believe and what we believe in Code Red. It strengthens our core foundational beliefs. Burn those boats, guys, and take a good, long, hard look at what your boats are. It might not be the obvious ones that that we pointed out, but it might be a porn addiction. It might be that you smoke pot and you keep a backup stash in a certain area. You know, I don't know, but 
Hopefully this really caused you to have to think, you know, and for those of you guys who are struggling, that's why Carrie and my dad, Larry, a licensed therapist created loving the new you because it is such a struggle for Carrie to when she to see herself as the new person that she was, that she was not 270 pounds anymore. And so we have lots of resources for you guys. You can check those out at coderedlifestyle.com. We'll see you on the next episode. Make sure you join us in the Code Red private network, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash app. Thanks for joining us. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. So go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.